I'm Shane. I'm Bo. We are your Kentucky Fried Critics. All right, welcome back to the show. We have some news to let everybody know about for this episode. So Unfortunate mishaps. Yeah. So we are today recording two days after we originally recorded this very episode. Uh, we had an unfortunate accident where as soon as we were done, completely finished, except for editing, we were about to open and start editing and we found that the computer had crashed. File gone. Nothing saved. So we are here doing this again. And just to let everybody understand a little bit of behind the curtain talk here for you. Normally when we do this, we watch the movies completely, even if it's a movie that we both have seen, we will watch the movies separately, take our notes, and then do everything in our power to not speak to each other about the movie. Again, we might <laughs> see each other and we might talk about everything else. Talk but about we will, literally anything but that movie. Because we, we generally want this to be that kind of riff. We want it to be where we're sitting down and you guys are just catching the conversation we would have anyway yeah. about this movie. So just keep that in mind. If, if it sounds a little bit different than the last two, as far as like... How the conversation yeah. rolls. It's it's just because we're trying our best. I don't think we're going to have too big of a problem, mainly because the movie we're doing is something that's uh, close to both of our hearts. We both love the the franchise. Yeah. This is a movie that I owned. I'll go ahead and let Bo introduce the beer, and then we'll introduce the movie, and we'll start going, guys. The beer for this week is Bell's Brewery Two-Hearted IPA. It's an American IPA. But the two-hearted was your clue if you were paying attention, playing along on Instagram. Shane, what's the movie? We're watching Doctor Who, Yay. the movie. Yay, Doctor Who. So this is a, a movie that is a made-for-TV American adaptation of Doctor Who. It came out in 1996. It was exactly between what Doctor Who fans call Old Who, which is the start of the show. In yeah. the 60s, all the way up through like the late 80s. And New was, Who. I looked which it is, up. I think it was like 1986. Okay. So literally like 10 years later. And so then New Who started in the 2000s and is still going strong now. This falls exactly in between and kind of catches tropes from both. Because again, Old Who has its own kind of tropes that it would hit for, yeah. for TV shows. And New Who definitely has its tropes. And you can kind of see where they borrowed the ones that already existed. And you can see where the people who started writing the new ones were kind of coming up with new ideas to kind of looked at this one and said, those are probably some good starting points. Yeah, we'll we're expand go. on that. Yeah. So that being said, this is Doctor Who the movie for anyone who doesn't understand why that's the beer for this movie, because you're not a Doctor Who fan. Everybody who is a Doctor Who fan sitting beside you is probably already screaming at you, but we will tell you. <laughs> It's because... How do you not know this? It's because the doctor has... Two hearts. Two hearts. And again, the reason why it really is driven home for this movie is because if you watch this movie, you'll know they make sure you really, <laughs> yeah, really they understand... They drive that point home, don't they? That this man has two hearts. They tell you they throughout even, the entire movie multiple times... Doctor even screams it at us at one point. So it just seemed perfect that we had our, our two-hearted hero is the person that we followed along as we had our two-hearted IPA. Yeah. Don't the the neat picture of the fish on the can fool you, though. Yeah, we, yeah. we typically go by the, the name, name and not the picture, because while there are some times where the picture might be a perfect match, and when once we get to where we're really struggling to find things, we might start doing something like that. Oh, yeah. But we would probably tell you. We would probably be like, heads up, this week, the, picture. the picture. Look at the picture. That's your... I just want to take a... 
a moment before we go any further since we are mentioning the clue on the the beer i want to clarify because i've had some people reach out to me that didn't understand that's what we were doing so yeah the the game when we keep saying if you're playing at home is just that every week when we upload our posts of this week's current episode we show you the beer that we're going to be drinking for the next week that beer's name or drink Again, right now yeah. it's only been beer, but in the future it may not always be beer. But whatever we're drinking will be a clue, whether it's the name. Currently, it's probably going to be the name. If we're doing a beer, it's going to be that the name is a clue for the movie. It could be ingredients if we ever start doing mixed, mixed drinks. drinks. But so it will be something to do with the drink is your clue. Ooh, Kentucky Fried Cocktail Hour. Ooh, <laughs> maybe that's a Patreon. That's like a Patreon thing. Patreon exclusive. But so, yeah, I just wanted to clarify because I've had a couple of people that were like, you know, they're asking me to tell them what the next movie is. And I'm like, you got to guess. Maybe try looking at Instagram and seeing if you can figure it out. Since we're talking about Doctor Who, before we get started with the movie... Because this movie, once we get into it, will go quick. And this has nothing to do with the fact that we've already done this one. And have everything to do with the fact that this was a made-for-TV movie that was a backdoor pilot. So the story kind of just... It's fast-paced. It's fast-paced. It wraps up. They were really kind of just want to introduce you to the characters that they may be coming back to if it got picked up for a show. Yeah. Uh, so since we have that and we've already established that this is not just a movie podcast, it's a pop culture podcast, sometimes we'll just do topics. So this is a little bit of dipping our toes in the water. It's of a, still of, a movie, but it's still TV. And it gives us a chance to just talk about Doctor Who without having to, you know, without having to be like, well, we had to watch the whole first season. Yeah, the know. whole series. Or again, at some point we will do just topics for pop culture. And this gives us that testing ground of, yeah. of what it's like to just talk about a topic and not be rehashing lots of scenes and stuff like that so this just lets us test it out everybody can let us know how they like this part where we're just riffing on doctor who a little bit who's your favorite doctor i am a david tennant fan a huge david tennant david tennant is my doctor i like i love i like him too he's the best i will not argue that one he's the best doctor chris chris eccleston's my favorite though oh the the ninth yeah the the first doctor after the this movie Yeah. yeah yeah He just, he looked more like a soccer hooligan. Like, so I'm like, oh, that doctor looked like he might be able to fight somebody. And see, now that is great because this doctor in this movie, if you, if you ask me, he is the closest to Christopher yeah. Eccleston's doctor. Yeah, like, no, I liked this doctor too. Christopher, I, I, yeah, Christopher Eccleston's doctor is quite a bit different than David Tennant or yeah. Matt Smith, who, the, again, just for people who are not Doctor Who fans and you want to look these up, that's going to be the ninth, 10th, and 11th Doctors. Yeah, yeah. Chris Eccleston only got the one season, unfortunately. He he didn't want to come back. Yeah, he was having issues with the show or vice versa. It was starting was just, to get too goofy yeah, for him, I think. Something weird. Uh, he regrets the decision now. Oh, He's I'm come, sure. He, well, no, not even because of popularity. Because, again, he was dealing with, like, personal problems. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he started doing conventions recently, finally, oh, and sweet. stuff like that. So he's come Ooh. to terms with all of it. Um, Is there any conventions where he might be close? Man, I might go to that. <laughs> I don't know. We'd have to look into it. This doctor is Paul McGann. Just so yeah. we can go ahead and Paul establish McGann. that way. If we if we throw that out there, it's not that we're just automatically trying to name drop the actor constantly. It's more that again, that's how the Who fandom refers to him as. They yeah, just, they don't it, give him a number. He is the eighth doctor, but most of the time people don't say eighth doctor no. when talking about him. They'll say Paul McGann's doctor. That's mean. It's it, give him give him the number. He he's good in this movie, guys. He is. I mean, no, I really liked it. I, talk, I asked you, I was like, yo, where's his season? I want to watch it. And you're like, oh, he doesn't have one. Yeah, all he got oh. was a brief, brief moment 
in one of the movies recently for New Who where we see him turn into John he Hurt. regenerates yeah a little bit of a foreshadowing to the the actual body of everything that we'll be talking about here because oh, yeah. the regeneration is early in the movie and it definitely sets up this character it's a good scene too yeah the doctor regenerates and so every time you regenerate we get a new actor play the doctor get a uh, new gen- guy and generally speaking not just a new actor it's it's an entirely new character like it's yeah, it is a new the personality doctor. and everything yeah, it's right it's a doctor but it's a new character but generally speaking you get a whole new interpretation of who this guy is and what it means to fly around and travel through time and space with nice. the doctor so not everybody understands regeneration Let's get into the movie. Let's get into this. All right. We're just going to start how we always do. I'm going to start with how the music makes you feel. Because again, you guys know you've listened to two. That's always how I like to start. Because that first intro is what really grabs you. Yeah, it sets you up. There are some movies where literally if the music isn't good when it kicks in, I'm ready to stop it as soon as it starts. It's like, oh, elevator music. Not this, though. Yeah, no. This movie kicks in. Again, for anybody who is not a Doctor Who fan, the song that you're hearing as soon as this movie starts is the Doctor Who theme. Every Doctor gets their own version of this song this is his version where it's a movie even if it's made for tv movie yeah they definitely gave it some more grandiose feeling to it yeah you want to sit there and do the conductor arms while you're listening to it exactly this one it's so much so you're like you're automatically you're like yeah let's get into this whereas uh speaking of some of the other doctors like my favorite david Tennant, his is a very he's a very goofy interpretation of the doctor and so his theme song is a lot more lighthearted, jovial, like bouncing yeah, around sprightly. kind of version. Yeah. This sets up the the feel for the kind of doctor we're about to get. Yeah. And so the movie starts off and we're hearing the music and we're seeing the TARDIS flying around. For those uninitiated, the TARDIS is just his spaceship. That's the name of it. It looks like a police box from like 1940. They will tell you in the movie and we'll go ahead and tell you TARDIS stands for time and relative dimension in space. He can go anywhere in time and space. It's yeah. So it's not just a spaceship. It's not just a time machine. It will take you to both wherever you want to go. The only problem is it very rarely takes you where you want to go and just takes you (laughs) where it wants to go. The TARDIS is semi conscious in my opinion well it is new who sets up that it's definitely sentient we see the doctor in the tardis and when we see the doctor we get to see this is the seventh doctor still alive Uh, so that's the last doctor from the show from the 80s before it went off air on the bbc yeah and he's taking the master's body back yeah back to be buried or imprisoned they, I wasn't they're not clear. they're not real clear with what's supposed to be happening there they just tell us that something that he is either imprisoned already in this little little jar or he is dead after being imprisoned but one of the two is supposed to be true either way he is definitely either dead or on his last regeneration which for a, a time lord which is what the doctor's alien race is called means that they have no more regenerations and, and you are and the master is a person who has already manipulated this system to a point to where yeah he's had like 15 yeah, yeah. this master is already beyond that so like the establishing shot is just to let us know somehow the master who is supposed to be the same alien race as the doctor is inside this box yeah he's in a box it's a nice box i want that box but it's still just it's still just a box and so the doctor is sitting down drinking some tea listening to some smooth jazz just enjoying the trip and i want to point out as it pans across it, it gives us one scene to let us see that the doctor we're seeing right now is supposed to be roughly 900 years old this is a point of contention because doctor who again it does have a continuity it has a canon 
Most of those things did not come to exist until New Who. In old we Who, didn't care until then. <laughs> in Old Who, every doctor would say the most outrageous stuff and have no connection, and it would be hard for you to, to connect it. And so, for instance, this doctor is 900 years old. Some doctors are older than this doctor, so we don't know what that means when it says he's 900 years old. I want to meet the doctor that's old. like, I'm a billion, a billion years old. You just have to go with it. Yeah. Just there's just, no real rules no to one, how the doctor works. No one thought about canon until like two thousand and five. So if, until that point everybody was just like, whatever. But so we see the seventh doctor. He's just hanging out. I love listening to his music. I love this TARDIS set though. Yeah, well and it is a beautiful set though. But generally speaking, if a doctor gets a regeneration, the TARDIS gets a regeneration. The inside looks different. Yeah, it gets updated. Part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I want to say, I'm glad they didn't change it. Because the set they decided to give us in the beginning, if, if they would have shown us that for five seconds... And then not and given then, it to us again. And then turn it to something different. Oh, yeah, that would have been I'd have been upset. That would have been real mad. We get to see the TARDIS, and it's very... You can see the connection to the Ninth Doctor, because uh, the Ninth Doctor is very steampunky. Yeah. Inside his TARDIS. And this one's not quite steampunky, but it you can see where it's going steampunky. It's got old stuff and, and new, new stuff. stuff. It doesn't quite have the fusion of old and new stuff into one item. Yeah, it's but more it's like I piled old stuff around the, the new, new stuff. things. But you can tell where where the steampunk idea could have someone could have watched this and been like, oh, oh let's take yeah, that one step further for the next guy. Full on. So I really love that. And so while he's sitting there though, we'd get no explanation for what happens. There's just all of a sudden like a flash. Yeah. And the box is broken. We can assume that's part of the master's master plan. Master plan, yeah. Because he was the one that requested that uh, the, the doctor, doctor to escort his body or and whatever. And so we can assume that he knew he was going to escape, but we didn't we don't get told that this is no, this is him enacting his plan. We just see flash of light broken box. And then goo, the master has turned to Vaseline for some reason. I wrote it in my notes. I was like, why is the master Vaseline? It's so, so strange. As soon as the flash happens before the doc, and the doctor is looking right at the box as it breaks, which is yeah. even more bizarre. But, but doesn't really react to it. He's just kind of like, hmm, that's bad. Well, and then the TARDIS starts, starts going messing up. Crazy, haywire, crash imminent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a temporal anomaly. Yeah, temporal know. malfunction, we're going down. Yeah. And so... We as viewers and the doctor himself barely even have a moment to deal with what's happening and the master and And all of it. Then we immediately cut from what's happening on the TARDIS. Yeah, the doctor's turning all his buttons and stuff and then just cut. To Earth. And again, we want to go ahead and let you guys know, this movie is full of lots of cuts. We know from experience of having recorded this once, it can get really confusing for us even having watched the movie multiple times to remember where cuts are. So if you happen to watch the movie before listening to us and you know that we flub up where a cut was, we understand. We know we do. If they've seen this, they're going to forgive us. Yeah, you'll understand (laughs) if you watch it because it it. cuts around so fast. Yeah, it does. so many things that are happening concurrently so it's so hard to tell you a complete thought of what's going on because technically the scene would show you half of what's going on cut cut to somebody somebody else else. what's going on with them at the exact same time then Mm -hmm. cut back to the other moment so if we happen to tell you two scenes but fuse them together it's just because for for us to talk about it's way easier just to go ahead and say everything at once because it will get we know from practice yeah it will get confusing we will get lost in the fabled lost episode yeah so Bo, trust it Bo might have gotten lost <laughs> we both might have gotten <laughs> lost multiple times you guys will never get to hear the first one no one ever will but there is a decent chance you are still listening to the better one probably uh, we are living in that timeline 
we just immediately cut from what's going on on the ship to, to what's happening on Earth. We, we cut, cut to, to Chinatown. We cut to Chinatown, San Francisco. Got to be specific. Lots of towns have a Chinatown. Oh, the Gene Hackman movie. You say Chinatown, I automatically think San Francisco. Trust me, New York City has a Chinatown. Really? It's a very big Chinatown. Did not know that. All right, so we're in Chinatown, San Francisco. San Francisco. And we immediately see three friends running down the street. Now, at first, you don't even know that they're actually... When you first see them running, you can't tell that they're actually running, fleeing. Because they are fleeing, yeah. not running. You you find that out quickly. But when you first see them, you really don't yeah, know. Just running down the street. Because it looks like it's supposed to be Chinese New Year or something. Like there's, It looks yeah. like there's a festival going on. It could have been part of their celebration or something. We got to get to the party. But then you see them jump a fence with a car running right behind them. And they just pull guns pull, and start. They, bow, 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 And bow. so the guy just was like, oh, uh, screw this. this. I'm out. And he just runs away. Yeah. They're celebrating. They're happy. They the one dude it. does that cool kick flip yeah kick that was cool and as soon as they think they're in the clear they turn around and the the alley they just jumped a fence into also has four dudes from the same game that they were running from yeah because the car comes back this is the american doctor who and it follows sex drugs and violence is you know the the general rule especially 90s american tv sex drugs and violence that's the miracle equation to make something so in this movie definitely so we get some mindless violence immediately immediately as soon as these four guys they pull out bigger guns oh yeah they do they pull out like full-on assault rifles and big machine guns and and stuff and immediately kill two of the three guys and the third guy runs to what would be a direct line of shot for all four of the people i don't understand why that's why i thought i did like this all those guys reloaded did you notice that Mm -hmm. they reload like three times i liked that because usually in movies they never reload I appreciate that they showed them reloading, but can, again, can we address, this was made for an American audience, not the British audience. These guys reloaded three times. We're less than five minutes into the movie right now. Yeah, that's like a hundred something yeah, rounds. they totally Between drop a lot of Between all four of them, that's like a yeah. hundred something into, rounds. Into two of three people. They are very dead, but somehow, magically, this guy, he he makes it, and he's like got up against the wall. Did you see the British? Yes. There's yes. a British guard on the wall back there it's like oh yeah this is still filmed in england <laughs> actually i want to say i don't know i didn't look that up i don't know if oh, it was it, it i it figured could. because there's the british guard well, on the wall but back keep there. in mind do you know if that was a sound set that's true again you're you're assuming they filmed on a street um that could be just the sound stage and so they I want that, every... that could just be something that somebody wanted to put as a nod since they're making a british connected movie. yeah that's true uh, like normally i might be like you're right because usually if doctor who does american things it is definitely still filmed in england but keep in mind this was a movie made with universal oh yeah that's they right. partnered with universal so it probably wasn't the Universal Studios. Yeah, well, live. and the only British actors are the two people that played the Doctor. Everybody else is an American. American actor. Yeah, so you, right. it would be a lot more money to fly all the Americans. Yeah, that's true. But so as this scene goes on with this beautiful soldier in the background. Yeah, the Queen's Guard right there. The TARDIS magically starts to teleport in. Because again, the TARDIS does both. It will actually fly like a spaceship. But it can also just materialize. Why he doesn't materialize every time he travels, I couldn't tell you. Because sometimes, sometimes, you, you, sometimes see you just need the cool shot of the TARDIS flying across the sky. Because like, sometimes you see him just floating through space in it. So there's no rhyme nor reason. <laughs> we have the TARDIS just starts to materialize right in front of our first survivor. Male, survivor, first male lead. I don't know what you'd want to I don't call know. him. We know that he's going to be, he's not even a lead. He's going to be a main character. Yeah. But still not a lead. Like his, the actor didn't get Sub lead character. for this. Yeah, I something. need to look up the terminology for all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so he's he's definitely going to be a, an important character. Chang Lee. 
This is the only this, time they call the him The only Chain time Light. we hear his full name is in the beginning, right when they say the full name one time. After that, everybody will call him Lee. Yeah. Only Lee. I don't know if they just forgot that they made his name Chang Lee. They just dropped it halfway. They're just like, yeah, it's too much. The TARDIS materializes right while they're shooting. He doesn't get shot, and the doctor kind of... I don't understand why the doctor came out. Did he not hear the gunfire? I don't know, because again, other Doctor Who clearly says you can hear what's going on outside right? the TARDIS. I guess he wasn't paying attention. Well, he, maybe he was just in such a panic because... he crash-landed. Yeah. But he walks out and immediately takes one in the shoulder and goes down. He takes three. Oh, does he? If you hear the nurse... They only showed well, the one squib. I, Chang Lee notices his buddies are dead. The doctor is dead. And then he's like, I better get this guy to a hospital. Completely unbothered that his buddies are dead. Yeah. We we get the ambulance, ambulance ride. And with we meet Bruce. Eric, Eric Roberts. Roberts. The great Eric Roberts. Eric. Best of the best. Roberts. Roberts. Get there it right, we, man. My bad. My bad. I'm but, sorry, Eric, if you're listening. I don't know why you would be, but if you are. But so we get a, a brief, brief moment where we see uh, Bruce driving the well he's not driving he's bruce is the, the one ad- administering aid. aid to the doctor and he realizes that this changley does not know the doctor is definitely just just happened to be there be there and he's just like well look we need to sign some stuff if we're going to try to help him changley's like not signing anything man and he's like man we can't we can't do anything unless you do dude come on so chang i'm just gonna call him lee his name's lee because they do it in the movie his name's lee he signs john smith which again john smith just to point out to everybody, I, I had to look this up because the Doctor uses it a lot in the franchise of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I had to wonder, you know, because again, we would say John Doe as Americans. Yeah, generally the guy speaking, we don't know, that's a John, John Doe. Doe. And so I had to look this up. In, in England, it's still John Doe for police stuff, just like it would be here. But for the common public... They would use John Smith, whereas in here, we all just use John Doe, generally speaking. If someone's talking to you about, like, an unnamed person, we all instantly think John Doe. Well, over here, John Smith is a real person from the Pocahontas stuff. Yeah, a a British person, Bo. John Smith, though, is just, it's just British name for unknown man. Yeah. And so that makes it very fitting for being what the doctor uses whenever he needs a human. Just generic human name. Because yeah. they use it in New Who a lot. A lot. I remember Matt Smith, like every other episode, he's like, John well, Smith. So we got to the hospital. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. So you were like, he got shot once. The nurse's first word is he took one to the shoulder and she says something about two to the legs. Oh. Well, they didn't show him getting shot in the leg. I guess they couldn't afford the squib. I don't they know. only had one. No idea. I kind of, I think it's just that you, we couldn't see it because it was off screen. Because they show the one, yeah. it's a torso up shot when you see him in the shoulder. So he could yeah. got shot in the leg. We just wouldn't see it because we only saw torso up. Yeah. Show, not tell. It's the whole point of movies. But so, yeah. So he got shot three times. Only one of them mattered because the leg shots were yeah. not going to kill the They're doctor. Just, there's, di- there's dialogue. The nurse immediately says, two hearts. Yeah, because she's got the chest x-ray up there. He's got two hearts. And the other nurse is like, yeah, that's crazy. And then a doctor walks in and just gaslights the hell out of him. Yeah, he does. He's like, shut up. There's double negatives. There's no way. Let's get these bullets out. But while he's getting the bullets out there, listening to his heart, he's like, yo, he's, there's weird stuff happening. So they have to call in the, what they call her, cardiologist specialist. Amazing Grace. Yeah, immediately making fun of her to set up for us that she's supposed to be one of those type of people who is an overachiever. Yeah, she's at the top of her game. She's yeah. the best of the best. And super into opera. 
cut to she's at an opera at an opera she is in a big ball gown and just got the tear going because it's oh it's so pretty i hate opera but so she's there and she gets the beeper call and she has to leave and her boyfriend's like and i'm like fuck you blondie we get the cool scene of her running in the dress all slow-mo with the opera music still going in the background through the hospital but then she gets to the changing room. Yeah. And she keeps the dress on, yeah. but then puts everything on over top yeah, of it. But for this, again, this being the American Doctor Who, and it needs to have sex, drugs, and violence, they made sure that when she's putting on that gown yeah. for the split second, you see it looks like her, her cleavage are, is about to come straight yeah, out. Yeah, they are pushed together. Like, and again, this is not one of those things where you're looking for it. They, you they make again, sure you, you see it. You can tell that this is... 90s American television and they were like this is what sells yeah. we need to make sure we get at least one scene where this is front and center yeah the director's behind the camera guy like now zoom in right here at an angle so you can really see yeah. we see her fully dressed she gets into the operating room the doctor is supposed to already be out they've already, yeah, they've a, already... he's he's out because of the wound and they've already drugged him and prepped for surgery and he wakes up and he's like don't yeah, I'm don't do this. Don't whatever you're about to do, don't do it. I'm I am not, not human. human. And again, I understand you wouldn't necessarily believe that I'm not human stuff coming from the man. But the guy just snapped awake several times after being heavily they had sedated. Had a hard time putting him down. My thing is, as a doctor, I just feel like maybe you would think this isn't medically safe right now. What yeah. if he jumps up again? He already shouldn't be jumping up. And right. he's done it multiple times. We had to, like, gas him three times before he finally stopped moving. They decide to continue. Go ahead and do this surgery. The big probe wire. Feed it in to his heart. Figure out why it's... You're act. I. You're beyond me, man. Doing I'm, whatever they think I've, it's yeah. doing. I was like, I'm not a cardiologist. I don't know what the purpose of why? that was supposed to be. It's got a you're, camera on it. They can see because she's, like, going and doing it and... They're like she's like where, where am I? And dude's like well you're here. She's like I shouldn't be there. She's completely lost because he has two hearts. They don't believe that, right? And she's just like well I'm gonna try something. And I love that her I'm going to try something literally just entails I'm going to jab this thing in really hard because I'm stuck on something. And when she does, Doctor kicks and just every this everything starts going to hell at that point. He starts flatlining. The probe snaps inside. They pull. It's a really intense scene. They pull the paddles, and the whole time this in, just intense opera music is going on in the background. And they are shocking the doctor, and he wakes up, screams. They all kind of scream, and then oh, the doctor dies. Flat lines. And we'd be a lot more upset about this. But again, if you're a Doctor Who fan and you're watching this, you're not even worried about no, it. No, you're like, ah, he's on like Regen 7. He's totally fine. Yeah, he's got plenty more to go. We're just going to see a new face. Yeah. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, the moment might make you pause. Like, well, what's like, the what's rest of the movie right now? now? At this moment, we're going to stop here. I don't know how many scenes we might have jumped back and forth across here, but it's a good moment for us to stop and go check in on... Our dear EMT, Bruce, because at this moment in the movie, Bruce is asleep yeah. at home. Snoring away. His wife is awake, getting um, really pissed off that he's making so much noise. We've all been there. Yeah. Come on. Uh, you don't want to wake him up, but you're kind of hoping they'll hear you. You're hoping that, <laughs> again, you're not hoping to wake him up. You're just hoping that somehow they're conscious Consciousness enough to hear it and, and do something up. about it. We've all been there. Yeah. But So she's getting so mad. Now, I want to make a point this time. So far, we've only seen goo. 
Vaseline master. master. Like, that's what we saw Escape. slide around. Again, it was still supposed to be CG, whatever. Yeah, but, but it, still... it looked more like Vaseline at that time. Yeah. And then when we see it ooze out of the TARDIS during the shootout scene, it was definitely Vaseline. Yeah, definitely goo. I know how they did that effect. They literally just oh, they pumped... syringed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And then squeezed Vaseline through the hole. The master made his escape from the TARDIS during the shootout. And again, we had no idea where he went. Until right now, we see that he hitched a ride on Bruce's oh, no, clothes. We did, we did see him slide into the ambulance, right? So we, we see you see that he slid into the ambulance, but it's a quick scene. But you don't know that he's with Bruce. That's, yeah, you, that's amazing. This is the moment where we find out that after he left the TARDIS and the ambulance, he stuck with Bruce instead of trying to find. Yeah, he hit on his else. clothes, which I'm like, you didn't notice the big goo. When we see the the master in this form uh, slide across to get into Bruce. To take over Bruce's body. We can see that it's it's some kind of snake. We just see that there's a weird snake yeah, vastly slithering across the floor. It's like jet propulsion snake. Then right before it takes over Bruce, which it does by entering through his mouth, which is disturbing to start with. Yeah. We get a good look at this this wormified version, snakeified version it's of the like master. It's like a cobra, like a demon cobra. It's not even just a cobra. It looks like a cobra that's supposed to be an Egyptian pharaoh. <laughs> like his head looks extra like that, like King Tut style King headdress. Tut like it looks Aww. more like that than it does Cobra flair. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I get a Cobra's flair has yeah. that look to it. Like, I mean it, maybe you go back and watch it. I was watching movie. it on a little screen oh, too. Well, go back and watch it one more time. I swear the way he's it just wearing down, the, the, the looks, headdress. It looks like he's just wearing this headdress instead oh of God, it looking awesome. like a Cobra. And so then we see it. It just dives right into Bruce and takes him over and Bruce is gone. Yeah, no more Bruce. Well, we have Master Bruce. We have Master Bruce now. That's what I'm calling him from now on. It's yeah, Master, Master Bruce. Bruce. Clear distinction here. You never have to worry about not knowing when it's Bruce or Master Bruce because <laughs> Eric Roberts' choice for vocal intonation as Master Bruce yeah. is insane. He's gonna he sounds goofy. Everything. He sounds he sounds like he's doing a comical interpretation of somebody else who was doing a real job. Because he sounds like he's mocking somebody yeah. who was doing this. I must find the duck. I love, <laughs> I love Eric. Best of the too. best, Robert. Best but of I, the best. I gotta say, some odd acting choices. Uh, this being the mid '90s, this is like uh, this is when his career started to taper off a little bit. You know, like you had the '80s, you had the early '90s. You had Best of the Best One and Best of the Best Two. Really, yeah. I mean, can we talk about anything else? I yeah, don't know if I we need to. That's really what we. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric Roberts though is choosing here. You can you almost see this as the choices he used for his character, and you're like, I think I understand why people stopped hiring him. Because unless somebody else told him to do this this way, this was a weird choice, man. And I'm surprised they filmed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he's shredded, though. So definitely the like. For the one scene we we're, see. We're going to. Well, they. We need a sexy villain. Who do we got? Eric Roberts ain't doing anything. Get him on the phone. We now are dealing with Master Bruce it's at this Master point. Master Bruce. And so Master Bruce looks out the window. He tells us he definitely needs to get the doctor's body. So we know he won't last. We can assume two things. One, he is not trying to find the doctor to kill him directly. Directly. He wants to siphon off his life. And two, that this body won't last because that's obviously why he needs the doctor's body. He doesn't say he needs the doctor. He needs his body. And we get clarification very quickly. Like, the next time we see him, so if we skip that scene, just know we do get told 
that's what's happening. He needs the body so that way he can stay alive. This body won't hold him no, the way it, it's supposed it to be. Starts it's starts deteriorating. It's got to be a Time Lord. It's got to have those two hearts. And so the, a regular human just going to burn up too fast. Yeah. And so at that point, we cut back to the hospital, right? Yep. And this is, is one of my favorite moments. It's so small. It flies by real quick. But we see that the doctor has died, and they're wheeling him to the morgue. To the morgue, and and our morgue attendant, possibly doctor, because again we have no idea. We don't know if he's supposed to be the doctor at the morgue or if he's just an attendant. I know all we get later on is two names. Of yeah, doctors. we just get a name. But so we see Will, Will Sasso. Sasso. If if you are a if you if you're a millennial, <laughs> if you were alive in the '90s, you know who Will Sasso is. Come on, Mad, Mad TV. TV. You are now watching Mad TV. Mad! And Will Sasso was one of the best parts of yes, Mad TV. Yes, he was. And so we get Will Sasso in a very small, super unimportant part. He does not play any kind of integral piece to any kind of storyline here. And don't expect anything really funny. Yeah. the, the They try. They got him here for some kind of comic relief, which again, I, I will point out is... So ironic since my favorite doctors are the kind of doctors that don't need comic relief characters because they are. Yeah, the they are, they're relief. already funny. But this is the kind of doctor that needs that because he's he's not overly serious, but he is very dry. And so we get Will Sasso for a moment yeah. to try to be Dude, like, try hey, guys, things up. The doctor just died. Here's Will Sasso. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, this is early Will Sasso. This is Will Sasso with hair. Uh, Which I was not I was, ready for. No, I wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot you used to have hair. And so this is uh, super early Will Sasso. You get a couple of what were supposed to be funny scenes. They don't They're really play funny. Really. It's the uh, dialogue's fault, not his. Yeah, and then and then we get to see that there's pounding going on inside the the morgue, yeah. the crypt. I, I don't know what word to use for Fridge. that. Yeah. <laughs> the for the, fridge? Yeah. The one that specifically the doctor is in. Well, and again, it's so weird because in this movie they made the choice to say that it was literally like each one had full man-sized doors yeah. not the little, little tiny, tiny closet slide out doors which you see in everything else so they could do this cool it's door so they could do, i know it's so they could do this scene i get it but at the same time it was like for the split second before they start showing the it's a meat the, locker not a yeah not i was like this is not a morgue we hear banging and will sasso's like banging yeah and he's watching frankenstein so it's so it's even creepier yeah right? and so we see that as the banging is going on the door is denting right and so apparently we find out, and the, again, we, I, me and Bo will make sure to point this out to everybody because this is not, this is one of those things where if you aren't a fan of Doctor Who, we're going to tell you and you might just think it's normal. Yeah. It is not. This is not normal. No. When the Doctor goes through regeneration, there are lots of crazy powers that pop up, but one of them, as far as I know, has never been superhuman super strength. strength. No. And this man had superhuman strength. He, he beats down this door like he's Superman. It on is the other a six-inch thick steel door and he leaves like nine dents in it before it just before crashes it. and yeah. i'm like that's something the hulk would do that's not like the doctor it happens a lot for regeneration in doctor who but not always when the doctor first wakes up he's very disoriented he doesn't really know who or what's going on like uh again the 10th doctor had a little bit of it when he regenerated but the 11th matt smith his whole first episode is not remembering who he is so sometimes it just happens the doctor doesn't really know what's going on and he's been dead for yeah, a well while. he was dead they they tell us in the movie yeah, they, later on that he's dead longer than he should be because of this whole probe situation thing where they had him under so much hearts. anesthesia yeah. and stuff so there's lots of reasons he doesn't remember for so long so at this point 
this man doesn't even understand what's happening because he's an alien, so he doesn't necessarily understand Morg right now. So yeah. he doesn't know where <laughs> he woke up. He doesn't understand why there's a toe tag tied to his toe. He doesn't understand any of this, and he's just walking nakedly through the, the hospital. hospital with a, and then he with does. A he sheet. grabs. Yeah, he grabs the, the sheet, sheet around him, and so we cut to a scene that is just baffling, where he is standing in, in an abandoned hospital. Yeah, he's not in the same hospital that we see before. He is in what is definitely a post-apocalyptic trash. Like, looted hospital half of the building isn't there like the the half where the camera is sitting and and pointing from right? there's no wall behind it because no. it sounds like he is in the open air there's broken glass and stuff everywhere this is where he like he sees his reflection and he's just like who am i yeah and there's 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 broken pipes again yeah, i just gushing I, water everywhere i can't get like, over how crazy this right? hospital was now's the part where we we're probably gonna start going kind of quick guys yeah, because this is where the, the we, we built start. you up to where the story now is gonna start we have cutting the lots. master's back the doctor's back yeah which is the big incredible things that are about to happen but now it's gonna start going really quick so yeah Buckle your seatbelts, guys. The sun comes up, and it goes to the doctor. He's walking through another part, and okay. he opens a locker, and there's the... Scarf. The scarf from one of the old doctors that I recognize. Yeah. It's not exactly the same scarf, but yeah, it, they definitely want you to see that he opens um, this locker, sees a scarf, and he's like... Oh, I yeah. recognize this because he's the naked. Fourth, he's looking for clothes. Yeah, the, so the fourth doctor, which is the the most well known old Doctor Who in America. Yeah, the one I know. Yeah, it's the one that most people would know. It's the one that Simpsons make reference to. Yeah. It's the one that it, even if you don't know Doctor Who, if you see this guy somewhere you would probably know that's doctor who yeah because in america he was the only one that really got brought you know like uh pbs or something back in the day when yeah, faulty the... towers and stuff like that used to get brought over they brought that over too so we see him scrounge through he finds the scarf he throws it back in he's like i'm yeah, not, not wearing, wearing that, that this that. time for a split second i gotta say this it's not an important scene it's a throwaway scene but since we are talking about throwbacks to old doctors they really want you to feel this nostalgia for doctor for a moment because right after he does that we cut to Chang who has his personal effects yeah. in the hospital and he's looking through the doctor's personal effects and that moment is just to continue on this like hey he had a scarf and it's like oh, oh look he had a yo-yo he has <laughs> this he has the, he has the screwdriver. screwdriver and so they're just like hey check out all these things from the doctor's history right here right yeah. now Easter egg time. Yeah. We then cut to the doctor fully clothed, right? Yeah, and he's sitting in the lobby, and the lady doctor walks past him, and her boss wants to talk to her, and then we and then we cut to the scene where he's trying to destroy the evidence of the doctor dying and cover it up so they don't get in trouble, and she's all like, if you do this, I'm going to quit. And he's like, you're not going to quit. Shut up. Oh, we skipped one scene. Oh, did we'll we? We'll come right back to it. We skipped the part where... So our, our man, the reason he's got the effects outside, Chang, Chang yeah. Lee, the reason he's got the effects outside is because there was a scene where... After the doctor died. Again, yeah. this is... Guys, we apologize, but this is this is what happens when the movie is cut the way this yes, movie is. It it's really hard. Bounces. There's a scene where the they give the personal effects to, to Lee, and she realizes, hey, he doesn't know this guy. And she wants to get him back before... And he just Bolts. darts down the hallway, and she starts to chase after him. It's only... It's like five, five seconds, seconds. If that. It's not very long. The only reason I want to bring this up, this is for those Doctor Who fans. For me... 
this moment felt like the reason why in New Who and Torchwood and all the Doctor Who connected stuff nowadays has running scenes. This feels like the proto running scene. The proto running it, scene. They, they give it a special music montage for yeah. a split second. He starts to run. It's the slow mo run, like you said, for her earlier. The intensity is just more because yeah. now it's not just her running down the hallway by herself. It's like there's a chase. Yeah. And like that is so much. Like David Tennant uh, era of Doctor Who and Torchwood, especially like yeah, they're always they running. always run. There's always running. There's at least two montages of a running scene in every episode because you have to. And so like I feel like that's why I wanted to make sure we talked about that real quick. Plus it sets up why he had the the stuff in the bag yeah. and stuff and the key to the TARDIS. He the key to the TARDIS because that's in the bag. See, There's guys, a cool key though. The alien key. Super I want alien. that. I want that as a necklace because every other doctor's key is just kind of like an old like Victorian skeleton key and thing. They're not even a skeleton key. Like David Tennis was just like a key key. It was just like a, a regular key. Yeah. Oh, that's not cool. I liked this key. This is my favorite key. She quits. She quits. Let's they, get back to where we were. Yeah. I'm sorry about we that were. cutback, guys. But I just, again, I for the fans, I had to throw in the fact that I feel like that's definitely where they got this whole... We need to make the, the doctor run thing. all the time because it, it plays off really well for the five seconds they give you it. Yeah, no, it's a fun little scene because he parkours right out of there yeah. jumping over stuff. That scene then, like we were saying, it cuts into the doctor showing up and seeing her in the hallway. She technically is no longer a doctor, I guess. Yeah, they, he follows her out to the parking garage. Well, and... yeah, they're in the elevator at first and that's oh, yeah. he's, uh, he's trying to convince her. The Go only ahead. reason I bring up the elevator is because the elevator scene is where you see that he still has the toe tag on. Yeah, like, he's still, fully clothed but no shoes yet tag. so he still has the toe tag on his foot. Because he doesn't know what it is. Yeah, he's he doesn't like, I'll just leave it important. there. It's fine. They go into the elevator and we got this whole moment between the two of them. They're try he's trying, he's trying to convince her to help that, him. Well, and that he knows her. Yeah. Because he's like, Puccini. Yeah, you were there. I remember you. And the she's music. Like, I heard the she, music. And she's like, I haven't, because he's a different dude Yeah, now. he looks like, different. I have no idea who you are. Leave me alone. She throws all her stuff in the in the car and she's like, oh, well, he left. And then she gets in her car and bam, magically, he's in the back seat freaking out because there's a wire sticking out of him. And I loved the delivery on this. He's just like, he starts pulling out. He's like, what is this? What? What is this? It's very British. He's like, I'm upset, but I'm more annoyed than anything else that there's this wire sticking out of me. And this is the moment where she realizes... That's the same guy. Because there's no way that anybody else would have a broken cardiac probe stuck in him. She now realizes, hey, this is the doctor. Well, this is the guy I saw. She, yeah, this is no the one, guy that so, died. Because he still doesn't know that he's the doctor at this moment. He's still trying to figure out who he is. Yeah. He doesn't know that he is an alien. He just he, knows he has two hearts. Because he feels them, and she said it. And again, like we said, this movie hammers home. This is hearts. where he screams it. This is where he's just like, yeah. he's like, I have two hearts. You have to help me. He is in the car with her. They go to her house. Is this when he mentions Gallifrey but doesn't know what it is? No, that's later. Later. This is so again, she... that's why we're. It's there's so much time that goes by that's not really anything happening. No, this is just the funny life. scene where she shows up and she's like, "My boyfriend took all oh, of my yeah. stuff." While this is going on, we'll cut back to Eric Roberts as AKA Master, Master Bruce. Bruce. Uh, so last time we were talking about Master Bruce, he had just become Master Bruce. Nothing had really gone on with him. So. He he 
uh, we cut to the morning. Like we said, it was morning for the doctor, and yeah. we told you all about his morning. Yeah. <laughs> so the the master's morning, the same time. Doesn't take as long. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit quicker. But again, the way they tell this story, they intersperse it through so much of the yep. scenes that we're, we just it went It just through. cuts back and forth. <laughs> but so his morning just consists of waking up, killing Bruce's wife, because she was still annoyed with Bruce. Yeah, he turns around, and he's got the weird like yeah, reptile snake, eyes, snake eyes. And she starts to scream, and he's like, can't have that. But he realizes he needs to try to track down the doctor. And I guess he can remember what Bruce remembers. He, he vaguely knows yeah, he needs to, to find, find the, the person, person that, that took him took in. to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. So he goes back to the hospital to ask A about the doctor. And they tell him the body's gone. Walked, uh, walked away on its own. Yeah. And then he says, well, what about the person who brought him in? Or no, they just mention. And that person ran off with the stuff. With right? the stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, ah, the Asian child. Which is very, very strange. weird. I don't know if that was a good choice. At the time, it was fine. Today, yeah. mm, strange. After watching it four... Sure. The more you watch things, the more you critique them. Well, After the fourth time watching it, I was like, that is such a weird well, delivery on that. Especially, like, they say it, and he's not a... Like, Chang he's, Lee is not... Like, like again, 20. for people who decide not to watch the movie, he is in his 20s. Yeah, he's, he's not a child. 25. He's not. He's definitely old enough... Again, like I was going to say, like, I'm old enough that there are definitely people who are 20, I think I look at, and I'm like, they're a child. He doesn't look like that. No, he he's, looks, gonna be, he's like 25. He looks like a young adult. Yeah. It's very weird. It's very much like he's calling him boy yeah. type moment when he says, Asian child. child. He rips his pinky nail off in front of the in nurse. front of that nurse, and she's just like, "Okay." Then we go back to the doctor. Well, we we if we want, we can go ahead. He does fine. Yeah, we can. We he finds Lee because that doesn't affect me. Because Lee takes the key to the yeah, TARDIS yeah. and goes inside. And that's when the yeah the master runs into him at the TARDIS because again the master knows where the TARDIS was. He was I guess there. just knows that there's a secret key because he was just in there. He recruits Lee. By lying by to lying him. Very, to him. Yes. Like, no, the doctor's evil. He stole all of my lives and used them for evil. Yeah, and he's evil. Like, he essentially tells him. Tells him he, he was Genghis like, Khan. Lee don't know no better. He goes with it. Plus, well, he gives and I him. I feel like he's slightly hypnotized because we find out later he does. This yeah, he hypnosis. does have mind power stuff. And I feel like he just isn't using all of it on Lee, but he's got to be using some because it just seems like. Well, he does do the thing where he makes him give him the bag and then leaves. Because it seems like, like it just oh. goes, he goes along with it too easily. Yeah, a little too you know easily. All right, so that's a good stopping point right there for them because the next part is the part that ties in with more of the doctor stuff. Yeah. When they go to the cloister room. Oh, yeah, the cloister that's, room. Because that's the next thing that they do. They go from the main room of the TARDIS to the cloister room. But we'll come back to them in the cloister room. Uh, so we go to the doctor and his doctor. Not yeah, to be the confusing. Doctors. Doctor. So doctor. that's the doctor and Grace. So that way we yeah. make sure we keep them separate. Because the doctor has no name other than the doctor. So it's really confusing if he travels with a doctor. A doctor. But so it's like the, the old MASH joke. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> so the doctor is traveling with Grace at this point, And the doctor finally gets shoes. How did he get the shoes? They're Brian's shoes, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. He, he took everything he took the couch but left his shoes, shoes for some no, reason no sense and and the doctor finally has a full outfit and he's walking with her there's definitely a lot of water beside them whatever yeah. is going on wherever wherever she took him 
for some reason. It seems like it's not far from her house. They're they're still just out. They're talking. He doesn't know who he is, but he remembers the word Gallifrey now, and he's asking her, "Where's Gallifrey?" Like it's a a town. Yeah, and he remembers her planet. Yeah, and he remembers uh watching shooting stars with his dad, and he's freaking out about. He's like, "Oh, the colors, the purples, the blues, the yellows. Yes, these shoes fit perfectly." And he does a little dance and runs off camera. Grace actually looks dead at the camera, like, "What the hell?" And then we cut to another scene. <laughs> yeah. And so at this point, that's where we go yeah, to the And now we're going to, yeah. So again, normally we're not going to do the cuts where the movie does a cut, but this one kind of works for why they put the cut here. It's because yeah. they wanted a break from the weirdness of that scene. Yeah. If they would have shown you the doctor's reaction to what happens in the cloister room, then cut back to the cloister room, you'd have been really confused. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. So this time, you really kind of need to know it this way. And so they cut to the cloister room. I know we keep saying that word, like it's supposed to mean something to you, and it won't. It didn't mean anything to Bo before watching this movie. It only meant something to me because I watched the old series, and it's a word that's been made up and existed in Doctor Who for a long time. Okay. It so used to be for old series. Yeah, it used to be for Bell's. There were a there were cloister bells that existed in the in the TARDIS. I don't know what they did. Don't ask me. That's I didn't watch enough of Old Who to know that, but I know that they existed and they were there. And so the cloister room, I would assume, has something to do with those. I didn't see it. I didn't see no bells. There were no bells, and I'm not trying to say that there was a connection <laughs> of bells. I'm just saying like that's the connection for the weird word yeah. cloister. Yes, guys, that is like oyster with a CL in the front. Cloister. cloister. But so they go to the cloister room and we see that there's a giant stone eyeball in yeah. the middle of the room. And the master convinces Lee that he has to look into it so they can find where the doctor is and get his body. Yeah. And, and so as soon as Lee agrees to do this and he looks in, the giant stone eye starts to open. And mm. when it opens, both the master now can see and sense the doctor. And where he's at, right? Yeah, he can hear him even, too. But the other side effect of this is that the doctor now remembers who he is and everything about himself. Yeah, so he gets all his memories back all of a sudden, and he's super happy, and he, him and Grace kiss. Yeah, which is very strange. Which was weird. Because that's not a doctor, yeah. that's not a very Doctor Who thing. He ha always has companions, sometimes female. Most of them don't have an attraction to him, and even when they do, it's always a will they, won't they, and yeah. generally won't they. Yeah, no. The doctor himself has never... The actual doctor. The actual doctor. Has never... Clones don't yeah, count. Yeah, exactly. There are clones and weird things that have had relationships with companions, but the doctor, doctor himself... Yeah. It's a, it's a no go territory. That's why I like Donna. Donna was just as just like her. Wanted to be yeah, one, the, of, one, one of the one boys. Of yeah. The the doctor now knows everything about who he is, and so he knows he needs to find the master, stop, stop the, master. the master, and he knows that he's opened the eye, and so. At this point, this is where Grace starts to freak out. Finally, she's been so cool with everything yeah. up to this point, like all the two hearts and everything. Yeah, Grace has definitely been one of those totally weird, unexpected characters because she has been OK with a lot of crazy stuff happening that most people would 100 percent be like, what? Yeah, like she's had a guy who's got two hearts and now she has accepted that this that this is the same man that she killed on the operating table. Right. Not who only has is, a different face. Yeah, not only is he back from the dead, <laughs> but, he but he looks has a completely different, different. He is now magically 30 years younger than he was. And much more handsome. <laughs> and she's fine with that. And she's even made out with yeah, this man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was into it. She told him to do it again. All of that's fine. 
But this is where she finally freaks out. And snaps. Like, save the world. Oh, that's my line. No, I can't help you here. Yeah. I'm going to run. And so at this point, we officially start into save the world. Yeah, yeah save like the now world we're time. really saving we the world. We have a time limit. We have till midnight or the eye is going to suck the entire planet into it. And none of this is going to matter. Yep. And so at this point, she runs away and the doctor is still trying to convince him. But well, the master can hear everything yeah, yeah. So that's the, happening. So it keeps cutting back and forth between the master and Lee, Master Bruce Lee. They're just standing there listening in on what's going on. But she runs home and gets on the phone to call an ambulance to get him took to the psych ward because he's crazy now. I'm like, you wasn't, you didn't think he was crazy before. <laughs> and, and that's when we see the part where the doctor is like, but you don't understand. The world is already ending. First, he just says, look. It, it's, it's stretchy moving. and he pushes his hand and makes a piece of glass move like it's rubber and then she still is like I don't know and she's telling the ambulance like maybe you need to take you two, two beds. Of us. yeah we need two beds now and then that's when he's like no we don't need any and he just like walks straight through solid glass like it's air yeah and then she just kind of like sits down and stuff and then it cuts back to Bruce and he's like well you heard the lady she needs an ambulance because he's an EMT he's got one of those so now we see that he both is on his way to try to stop them and he knows their plan yeah because he he's been watching yeah, since he since he now has a magical way to hear everything yeah. the doctor is doing he shows up, up. The doctor immediately recognizes him, but he plays it off. I don't know if it was immediate. I feel like the doctor sensed something and was just like, I got to keep an eye on this guy because something's not right. Well, because again, it wasn't until the moment in that ambulance scene when the glasses came off where he really knew. Where he was immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to do something now. And so I feel like it was just the doctor always has this like uh, almost spidey sense, right? The sixth sense about like things that are going on. And I think he just had that something's not right. And then he was watching for it waiting to see what wasn't right they're in the ambulance master bruce <laughs> master bruce lee master bruce has convinced his his young protege to drive the ambulance and he is in the back wearing his t2000 crazy leather jacket right somebody sunglasses. watched terminator and was like you're gonna look great the guy i've already said the doctor realizes it's him because his glasses fall off and once the doctor realizes it's him at first he pulls a classic doctor moment where he's just like, I'm not going to say I know. Yeah. I'm just going to let this play out. Starts freaking out about how they're stuck in traffic. And then immediately he turns around and was like, oh, but these. And whips, yeah. rips the glasses back off. And we, we see the snake eyes and the doc, and the master freaks out. And, and turns into a xenomorph for, and for some yeah, reason. He spits, spits acid, acid goo at Grace's hand. Uh, then burns her. And so the doctor immediately starts shooting the fire extinguisher off. Which makes which Eric Roberts react like he's being burned which makes no sense no sense but the doctor acted like he knew that was going to happen yeah they make their escape and oh, run we, we, oh, forgot we skipped to, why what? they're going oh the we, beryllium clock well, yeah, i we mean it's okay they, they have to go to the beryllium clock because they need a piece of it uh atoms yeah, to help to fuel the, the TARDIS, tardis so that way you can travel sorry guys we forgot that this point though they're they they finally leave the ambulance and when they leave the ambulance it's in the middle of the street during a traffic traffic jam, jam. and so the the cops stop and the traffic jam caused by a bunch of chickens on a flatbed truck which made no sense it's a movie they needed it and so the the cops are there and the grace and the doctor realize they still need to leave and so yeah. they're trying to get past the the cop and <laughs> nothing's working at first and so the doctor just randomly goes reaches into his jacket pulls out a candy and goes do you want a jelly baby it makes his noisy 
noise to him. Which again is a throwback to one of the other doctors. It's, it's cop classic. Takes, the cop takes it. It looks very confused yeah. as he's taking and it. And while he's eating it, the doctor snatches his gun and points, points it at, at his himself, own chest. Right? He's like, now kindly get out of my way before I kill myself. It's I, such a strange line. I cracked up. There's a little bit of the scene. Grace gets the gun, but then she shoots the cop's yeah, radio. Yeah, because they're trying to make you think like, oh, well, she maybe she's not going to go with yeah. the doctor, but she does. She shoots the radio, yeah. I guess, and get the keys and off they go. And so now all of a sudden we get... Car this, chase. Well, no, it's not just a car chase though, right? It's a car chase slash race, race scene. Because for half of it, they are chasing each other. Yeah. The, the Eric Roberts as Master Bruce and Lee, Master Bruce Lee, are all in the ambulance chasing after the cop, Motorcycle cop. The police motorcycle with the doctor and Grace on it. For and like they, 30 seconds. And, and then all of a sudden... It turns into, we have to get to the clock Well, then all of a sudden, Lee is like, I know a shortcut, since they know where they're going. And so they take the shortcut, but they still show everybody in their vehicles like it's a chase scene, but it's not. So at this point, it is a race scene. Yeah. Because we are seeing both of them. (laughs) Because they are very far away from each other. Still still speeding. Yeah. Yeah. When the Doctor and Grace show up to the clock, they realize that the ambulance is already there. So they're like, oh no, we really need to hurry. They get inside and Grace is like, let me introduce you to a friend of mine. And it's the Doctor who made the The beryllium beryllium clock. clock. Now this is a scene I want to point out. We've already skipped past the first time it was mentioned, but because the first time it was kind of just brushed by. Yeah, you could have easily missed it. Especially not knowing anything about the Doctor Who franchise. But this time it's really played up, and it will be mentioned at least two more times after this time, because there's a very big piece of information in this made-for-TV movie. Yeah. She tells the scientist that the Doctor has a secret. I don't even know what she was trying to do, because she didn't know that. Well, he said he had a secret right before I know, but she says up. it, again, yeah. to the, like, the science, the reason the scientist says, I want to know your secret is because Grace says he has a secret. Yeah, why would she do that? Thank you. That's that what I was weird. getting at. It's a very weird that scene. That is very weird. Why would she do that? Then all of a sudden, once she says it, the scientist wants to know the doctor's secret. And the doctor has no idea. I don't even feel like the doctor knew what she was talking about. Right? Because he was like, I don't know what I should say right now. <laughs> and is- so he just randomly is like, oh yeah, I'm half human on my mother's side. So the second time, the master made a quick, really quick play on it real yeah. fast. He just was like, ah, that's the secret. He's half human. So the this is nuts. And this is one of the things that causes a lot of fans of Doctor Who to have problems with this movie. is because that is not something that is Canon. Yeah, the, I... the Doctor's a Time Lord, and the first time we we did this, the the one of the things that you guys will never get to hear, other than hear us talk about it right now, and I wish you guys, I, I wish you guys could see how embarrassed Bo looks, but you can't. But I, the first time up. we were talking about this, I literally stopped to mention this moment and about how insane it is that they talk about it, and I'm starting to build it up, and I look over at Bo, and I can just see this look of him being like. What are, are you, you talking, talking about? about? Nothing important happens right, right. here. Like, what's, he just makes a joke is all I and took then, it And as. I went back and I was like, but no, man, that's really important. That's really crazy. The doctor is a time lord, not half human. That's never been said. And he was just, I don't know why. Why are you? That's not important. It is. It's important. It's important in the movie. They make a big deal about it. Bo didn't even realize they made a big deal about it. He was just like, what? What that's are you talking right. about? In my head, I was like, that's not right. That, you know, delete. But yeah, just so going to ignore that because it's so incorrect. And so Bo went back after we lost the episode, watched it again. And as soon as he got here this morning, before we even started recording, I asked him, I said, so this time, did you at least catch the importance of that 
Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yes, we, we have a, a great moment, and we hope we did it justice in trying to relive it for you guys. But I promise you, if, if we could have that... I don't even know if I want that whole episode. Just that clip. I wish we could have the clip of the moment where I was trying to convince Bo, the like, no, genuine, it was supposed to be important the when they talked about it. genuine confusion from me of, like, what are you talking... No, because, like, in my head, I'm like, no, the doctor's not half human. I know this... But yeah, I don't but, know what you're. But talking you gotta remember, about. most of the people that were gonna watch this movie didn't, didn't know, know that. that, and so it was a huge, shocking, weird revelation. They wanted to ham fist into this movie. Yeah, my brain was just like, nope, that's so wrong. I refuse to even acknowledge and, it. And, <laughs> and so we can obviously acknowledge that the reason they did this was just because they were gonna make that part of if this got picked up. Yeah, that was going to be the quirk of the doctor for the new series. I mean, obviously, more you could do some interesting writing choices with that. Yeah, you could, but but then it gets weird because none of the previous doctors were happy. Yeah, now, especially on their mother's. Yeah, side. I was going to say I was like, then they're like some writers going to be like, well, why don't we introduce his mom? Which I think they have, and she's she, a time lady. Yeah, I was like, she's a yeah, but are they time ladies or they yeah, not no, time they're time ladies. Nice. So the doctor had, tells his secret. And then snatches his ID badge so and makes can... it a clock. Again, we're going quick because the movie realized, much like Night of the Comet, <laughs> hey, we're running out of film time. time. We need to kind of get the story moving. They realized that they've got the badge. They go up. They steal Snatch the little, little piece chip. It's because again, chip. all they needed was an atom, and I guess it's part of the chip. But so they get the thing they need. They leave. They go back to the TARDIS. They, we get a funny moment at the TARDIS because apparently, despite the fact that they have been inside this institute. The police were still looking for them because the police officer chases them on the motorcycle into the TARDIS. He drives it in and then drives it back out screaming and just drives away. Again, guys, I apologize. We probably, I'm probably not remembering a reason for why that cop shows up, but that is far, far after the moment when they stole the police motorcycle. Yeah, no, I swear that's just random. They Uh, just like open the, because they open the door, they have the thing where they're like, oh, there's a spare key. Spare key on top. On top. And then they, as soon as they open the door, they hear the siren things and they just kind of step out of the way and in he goes. This scene was purely done for comedy. Turns around, comes Comes right back out. And then we get the moment where Grace walks into the TARDIS for the first time and then we get robbed every time a companion enters the TARDIS for the first time we're supposed to hear the famous lines it's It's bigger bigger on on the the inside inside. and this time we didn't get that and the doctor was waiting for it and instead Grace being the kind of smart ass type character they made her out to be was just like oh you mean it's blah 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 and goes super sciencey that explains the spatial distortion on our entrance and I'm like shut the hell up and even the doctor that was his the doctor doctor looks up at her and goes I guess you could say it that way. Yeah. I was like, I guess so. Right. Uh, they're on the... They hook up the chip. Yeah, they're, they, he hooks up the chip. He has a weird conversation with her about how it's as simple as setting something, an alarm something clock. Something about an alarm clock. Which is something that most Americans in 1996 had problems with. I don't know if they were trying to make that joke or if they I were guess. actually trying to say it's easy. I don't know which way they were going with that. It shuts the eye, but it's it's too late. The eye was open for too long. And things are already starting to get yep. wonky. Yep. And yeah. then Master Bruce Lee shows up and, and mind whammies Grace. Grace. And she then knocks out the doctor. 
just a big square looking chunk yeah. of metal just clocks him real good. Then then they tie him to a gurney and roll him into the eye room. Right? Which was silly because they immediately take him from the gurney and, and then tie, tie him, him up, up by his arms. By so his there was arms. The, yeah. the chaining him to the gurney was a silly scene. They just wanted us they <laughs> wanted you to know he was imprisoned. The master reveals his master plan, which is that he's going to open the eye, use these special reflector things to and, have the life force moved from the doctor to him. Over to him. Reversed from each other. Yeah. So the doctor would get the no regenerations left and basically be almost dead and the and master would get like the whatever five or six, five or, six or seven whatever's left. left that's the plan everything's it's working yeah uh he thinks but he messes up <laughs> now messes up and says something in a way that lets our our hero we can definitely call him that now yeah lee know that he's lying to me he's been lying he's not the good guy he's the bad guy and, and all so that because the master said i wasted my lives on you pointing at the doctor and as soon as he realizes that the doctor helps him you know the doctor's like see you heard him he's yeah. Said it. And so Lee says, I'm not going to not not look at I'm, that. I'm not opening your, your cloister eye again. Yeah. Uh, he dies. So he gets killed. Yeah, the, master the master says, I don't need you. I don't just. The doctor thinks that, again, he still thinks the world's going to end, but he thinks yeah. at least that the master's not going to get what he wants. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, what are you going to do now? You, you, you killed your, your crony. And the master's like, oh, but I can undo this zombification. On your girlfriend, on your girlfriend here, just long enough to make her look in, and so that's what he does. Yeah, kisses her, and that magically fixes it yeah. somehow. Because you know Eric Roberts got the magic. They start reversing everything. Once that happens, the process starts. Yeah, sorry, the, not reverse. I didn't mean reverse. I was I was in my head picturing transference, but yeah. said reverse. But so they're transferring from the doctor yeah, to the master, the master. Can't move. Yeah, well, neither of them. If yeah, either they have one moves, to stay in that same spot. Then it right? breaks what's going to happen. Yeah, they have to stay exactly there because those things are pointed right at their their eyes, essentially. Yeah. Right. That's why the doctor's got the, the the things holding his eyes open. And so everything is getting crazy. We cut to the world and like stuff is distorting like and stretching, pulling, sparking into nothingness. Uh, the the extreme time scientist who made the beryllium clock is all of a sudden a transcendental yoga and is doing <laughs> meditation. Starts- Going. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Will Sasso is at a crazy uh, <laughs> party. Dude. Because, again, we forgot to mention earlier, it's not been important for the whole movie, but we'll mention it right now just because it, it's, it's a new. trope of the 90s and it has to be mentioned. It is New Year's Eve, 1999. Yes, we said 1999. The movie was made in 96. That's how the 90s were. We were all fascinated with 1999. Yeah, in the early 90s, it was party like it's 1999. Then yeah. in the late 90s, it was like oh god the world's gonna end we're all dead and so this is floating somewhere in between yeah so they're kind of like yeah party but but the world is gonna end the world's gonna end you know best of both worlds but so uh we can see that 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 everything is like the doctor said about to go bad and he but he is able to convince because grace when once the master did everything with grace he did not Rezombify her. Yeah, so she's still just free to do things. And so the doctor was like, remember the conversation we had? Yeah. Remember setting the alarm clock? Set the alarm clock. Yeah, and then she goes and 
I like what she says when she gets under the console. She pulls all these wires out and all this dust and stuff comes out and she just goes, oh, what did I do? Back to yeah. the New Year's party where they're counting down. Be like, got 30 seconds. Will Sasso and the Nixon mask yeah. on, partying it down. Oh, yeah, having a great time. But so, yeah, she finally gets it connected. Yeah, right at one. That's very important because everything happens at one. And as soon as she connects it, this is where it gets weird because normally everything that happens time-wise outside the TARDIS is not affected inside the TARDIS. But no. whatever she did apparently makes the time stuff in the TARDIS reverse. Yeah. So all of the stuff that's happening with this transferal from the the regenerations from the Doctor to the Master is now just going back to how it's yeah. supposed to be. The Doctor gets his lives back. The Everything's Master gets okay. his one half-life back. He, and he's suffering and he's upset. Grace runs back in and as soon as she runs in... And she's then, trying to get the Doctor She's out trying to free the Doctor the and the Master, master runs up, throws her. her and she kills her. her. Kills she her? took a hell of a bump, but I don't think that would kill you. Yeah, like, kills her. I get major. I, no, again, I want to say this out, question maybe. mark. If I could say a question mark. In if that, she would have landed on her head and not like her shoulder and rolled. Yeah. But that's not what we see. Yeah, but like she's dead, quote unquote. But so then doctors is like, no. And, and so, they have a fight and the TARDIS eats the master. Is that yes, what happened? The cloister eye. The cloister eye just eats, eats the, the master. master. Later on, we even get a burp, right? Yeah. They burp, talk about it. And he says indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just the magical ending there. And that's basically the ending yeah, of the movie. That's After this, it. we get a, we get, we got our nice happy wrap, wrap up. So yeah. The we, TARDIS brings Lee and get Grace mas- back to life. The TARDIS has just enough magical magic? I want to say magic even though technically it's supposed to be science but this is magical magic. time forces left that it brings both of them back from the dead the doctor says specifically you guys have been someplace I've never been talking about dead Lee cracks me up when he wakes up because he just like looks at the doctor he's like doctor I have your stuff like they're old buddies yeah like, like they're like buddies he wasn't like most of the problem well, and again, at this. no point has he even has he barely even spoke to the doctor no. like again he found the doctor dead pretty much yeah. took him to the hot well i mean again dead enough he didn't speak to the character you know what i mean like right. by the time he got into the hospital that man had not woke up and said anything to no. him all he heard from that man was stop, stop it, it. <laughs> stop the thing and then he's only heard him talking to the master not directly to lee yeah. himself but this wakes up like their buddy he's like man i got your stuff you went back yeah and so then the doctor takes uh, asks them where he should drop them what time and place he drops them we get a little bit of right a joke. before midnight right he drops yeah. so he drops them off like 10 seconds before where they midnight. essentially essentially because they did live through this entire yeah but they also just now don't know i don't know yeah it's weird because <laughs> doctor's time travel is always very strange With so he drops him off timey yeah. limey he drops him off and essentially they get to celebrate the, the new, new year, year. And then we see them all talking. Lee gets to make off with two big ass bags of gold. Yeah. fat. And then the doctor tells him not to do something. He's just like, yo, next Christmas, you take a vacation. Just, you know, don't be here. You know what I mean? He's just like, got it. And then uh, Grace also, they just kind of do a wrap up, but she's not going to go with the doctor. She's definitely staying. Now, this being said, obviously we have already mentioned this was a backdoor pilot. To, yeah, the to next episode they would have been him finding a reason, a reason to, come to come back because those two would have been the companions traveling. Yeah, with the they doctor. would. Have, they would. He would have been like, I, I need, I need a doctor, another doctor, something yeah. stupid. But yeah, so that was the movie. That's just yeah, how it is. There's no. I mean, he gets it, back it, on the TARDIS and flies off, starts playing that smooth yeah. jazz again. Because again, like we said, the idea here it did end up being a encapsulated one story for itself. But they thought, thought 
they were going to be going more. So they didn't have any kind of grandiose ending. It wasn't like super. No, it was literally more they of just, a join us next time. Exactly, because <laughs> it was wrapping up. Like they hoped you'd be watching more soon. I kind of wish it was. I liked this doctor. Like I really wish he would have at least got like a British season of like six, seven episodes. Oh, unfortunately not. I know. Not. I don't ever get what I want. <laughs> All right, guys. But so that was that was Doctor Who the movie. We are officially done with that. We yeah. need to go ahead now and do our do little wrap up. Our wrap up here, where we know you know where we let you know the next beer that so, we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing Gravely Oompa Oktoberfest from Gravely Brewing Company. Right? Is that what it was? Yep. All right. Cool. So. Go look for that on Instagram. Make your guesses on what the next movie is. Again, and you can leave those guesses on Instagram, you can, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube leave it comments. as a YouTube comment if you need. We need to. more YouTube comments because that like, helps. Yeah, the whatever algorithm. That's right. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, button, follow. Push the I button. I can't think of any other words, but there's lots of them. Every you... place uses their own uh, adjective. Use it. Do yeah. it. You all know these things. But so again, if you need to find us, that's going to be Instagram. At Kentucky Fried Critics, uh, the website to get to us is going to be shows.acast.com slash Kentucky hyphen fried hyphen critics. I'm getting really good at that. And then other than that, it's YouTube. And if you want to find us on YouTube, just search Kentucky Fried Critics. You'll yeah, find just us. Search it. We look like a Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket. With a really cool face with a, on with it. With a cool dude that I want to call Commander Pop Culture. Maybe we will. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is officially his name. I think Bo has just done that. I did that. Did I just name him? Sweet. Next but is merch. <laughs> point, guys. We are officially done. We're out. We will talk to you later. All right, cool. Let's get back to this TARDIS. Genie.